This is Dominic Dajakovic, and I want you to feast your eyes and ears on Aaron and Tom on the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. My name is Aaron, and that's Tom. Tonight, we have a very special guest with us. It's the one and only LSG. How's it going? Really good, man. Really, really good. Had an awesome week so far here at the Ring of Honor Bubble. Talk to us a little about that uh, right off the bat. Let's talk about the Ring of Honor Bubble and what that entails for you guys. Yeah, so it's it's usually about... um, between five to seven days where we're isolated in a hotel and we can only really leave to go to the, the arena to tape TV matches or pay-per-view. Uh, it's really, it's a really cool format. Um, the company's doing a great job of keeping everybody safe and at keeping anybody from um, possible spreading of infections and things like that. So we come in, we get tested, uh, we quarantine until our results come in. Um, we've got like, you know, days to, to, to work out here at the hotel and, and at the dojo. And then we go and film our, our, our TV shows. So we usually tape, you know, anywhere between four to eight weeks of TV and possibly pay-per-views and things like that. So it's really cool. Uh, obviously, we don't have any fans here, but the atmosphere has been awesome so far. And this is my, this right here was my third time at the bubble. I don't, three out of four. It's been an awesome time. That's kind of different than all the other guests that we've had so far, uh, where you guys are actually into a bubble. The NBA did something like that to try to get their playoffs uh, together last year as well. Did you have any concerns going into it? Uh, I didn't, just because I, I saw how strict they were being. And I, I wasn't on the first one. The first bubble was the when they filmed the Pure Championship Tournament. And I had just talked to a lot of guys out here, a lot of friends. And I felt very like reassured that everyone was taken care of and they were, you know, following protocol. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So as soon as I got booked for this, the second, third, and now fourth bubble, um, I was totally in. Now you talked about uh, not having fans. Um, we, we asked that question a lot because there's different places that are doing different things. Yeah. Um, how affected you as far as performance wise and then also, do you feel like there's an end in sight anywhere near coming soon? Well, I, you know, it's funny because me personally, I don't mind it at all. Um, when I was in my tag team, Coast to Coast, you know, we really fed off the, the energy of the fans. And, you know, we were, I, I like to say, like one of the better baby-faced teams here. And uh, we had a, a great love, um, a really, really loving, you know, relationship with the fans. So it was cool to have them there to almost like cheer us on and, you know, feed off each other. Now that I'm kind of shifting gears with like, you know, who I am as a, as a wrestler and character, I, I don't mind not having the fans here as much because uh, I'm kind of, uh, I guess I'm not worried about them. I, I'm worried about winning matches now. Um, worried about worrying about winning gold here at Ring of Honor. So I think my, my mindset's just a little different and I'm, I'm more focused on the, on the wrestling itself in the ring. And uh, it, it, it sucks that we don't have fans here, but it's been okay, though. I actually like it. 
Now, within that bubble, do they provide, like, the meals for you guys as well? Uh, we had a UFC fighter on where the UFC basically kept them in the hotels until yeah. it was time for them to be strictly into their matchup, and they provided the meals and stuff like that. Is that something with you guys as well? Yeah, they, they're really taking care of us. So everything from hotel to food to travel and stuff like that, everything's taken care of, and uh, Ring of Honor's doing an awesome job. And you mentioned Ring of Honor. Right now yeah. – According to the rankings from yesterday, you're ranked number four in the television championship rankings. Talk to us a little bit about that right now. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I didn't know at first I was going to be part of the rank, the, the, the rankings for TV uh, title contention. When I first came back to Ring of Honor, I was uh, I wrestled Jay Lethal in a pure rules match. So I thought maybe that would be the direction I'm taking. But then after final battle, things kind of shifted and there was an opportunity there to wrestle for the TV championship. And I was like, you know what? Well, Dragon Lee's an awesome wrestler. I would love to compete against him. And that TV championship looks really nice. So maybe it's maybe it's a, a chance for me to, to kind of find a focus and find a path. So, I mean, you look at the rankings and there's a lot of really good guys on there. But um, I like my chances in the next few months. Now, ROH has a very uh, long lineage of prestige when it comes from the talent that has been there. And some of the best of the world have been at ROH and are at ROH now. Um, is there, is there some kind of uh, atmosphere at ROH where it feels really, really big or how, how is that feeling of actually working for a company that is so prestigious? It's honestly a dream come true. You know, I, if you followed my story, I was a Ring of Honor fan as a teenager, and like it's a full circle moment that I'm here now full time as a Ring of Honor wrestler, and I've I've been very fortunate to learn and wrestle some of the best in the world, guys like the Young Bucks, the Motor City Machine Guns, War Machine, uh, SCU, all those guys. So it, it's awesome to see the kind of talent that passes through here, um, and I think as a wrestler here, if you're a Ring of Honor and um, there's a great opportunity to learn from amazing world-class talent. And I, I've taken every opportunity in the last, you know, I've been here for almost five, you know, five plus years. Anybody who's come through these doors, I've tried to, to, to get something from them or, or learn something from them. Um, so that's probably the coolest part about it. And I, I, and the cool thing, the other cool thing is just seeing them. If they, if they do move on from ring of honor and go somewhere else, cheering them on and, and just seeing how they progress it's just uh you know we don't we don't bring anybody in here that doesn't belong everybody that comes to ring of honor is awesome tom mentioned how prestigious ring of honor is yeah. and to diehard wrestling fans like myself and tom uh we understand the history of ring of honor but still to a lot of people it's forgotten about all yeah. you hear about is wwe aew slash NXT and now Impact is making a climb with their relationship uh, back with AEW. What is it about Ring of Honor to you, though, that makes it so special and that other people may be missing out on? I think we are providing a completely different kind of product than any other wrestling company right now. If you look at if you look at our presentation, it looks like. Um, it really looks like a combat sport. You know, we're, we're portraying this as a combat sport that wins and losses do matter. Everyone that competes in a ring of honor ring has to keep up. And if you don't keep, if you can't keep up, you got to get out. 
And I, I love the presentation of it now because to me, it looks like watching an MMA event or uh, watching the stories of MMA fighters preparing for a fight. And I think that completely stands out from everybody else. You know, there is that sports entertainment aspect of it. We do have some of that, but I think that I think our new approach is to bring the foundation of wrestling back to the present day. So I think we're doing a great job ever since the Pure Championship tournament aired. I think like we've just been firing on all cylinders and everyone's just doing a great job of like really hammering down that presentation and that, and that style. One of my favorite shows I ever went to was an actual Ring of Honor show. It was all the Undisputed Era was under contract at that time there. Cedric Alexander was under contract at that time there. Yep. And the difference was I felt like everybody was hungry and everybody was just trying to impress every single person in that audience. And the crowd was probably about 300 people, but mm-hmm. they wanted to connect with every single person in that audience to give them a yeah. show to remember. Is that still how it kind of is backstage now? Totally. Everyone, I'd like to say that everyone's trying to one up each other. Everyone wants to be the best here. There's no complacency in sight. Uh, and, and the cool thing is, I think we have a great relationship with our fans. We do these awesome watch alongs on Mondays when, when the Ring of Honor episodes air. And there's like constant engagement with the fans. So even though they're not in the crowd at, at the TV tapings, we're really engaging with them and finding out what they like and what they don't like. Um, you know, when the episodes air and now with the whole choose your honor hashtag, uh, we're really getting a sense of like what kind of talent people want to see, what kind of matches they want to see, who they think should be challenging for championships. I think uh, the, the approach we're taking is awesome because, you know, right now we don't know when we're going to have fans back. It could be, you know, in a few months, it could be end of the year. We don't know yet. So the most we can do is really just engage as much as possible with the fans on social media. I think we do a great job as a company. Now, you mentioned that you've been a diehard ROH fan even from way back before you started. So what were some of the influences that you had that you really kind of followed, and did they uh, influence any of your entering work? Uh, Well, let's see. When I started watching Ring of Honor, it was about 2005. So you had guys like Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness, AJ Styles was around still, Austin Aries. I kind of like maybe those four to pick from and just like little things from each of those guys. Like I love the way the high flying stuff that AJ Styles and Austin Aries would do. Um, I love like the, the aggressiveness and the brutality that Samoa Joe brings and Nigel McGinnis had the awesome technique. He's a fantastic submission wrestler. And uh, if he had to, he would brawl. He could, he could hit you hard. So um, I like to look at those guys. Those are definitely influences of mine. I loved watching them and I probably in my own game now, I probably, have a few things from each of those guys. Is there a match growing up as a, as a youngster that stood out to you that maybe influenced you to want to become a pro wrestler? (sighs) Well, there were a lot of them. Uh, The first event I ever went to was final battle 2005. That was the low key versus Kenta in the main event, which was insane. Uh, That's one of them for sure. Then there was one, I think a couple of years later, once uh, Seth Rollins, formerly known as Tyler Black, was in Ring of Honor with the with the um, Age of the Fall. He had a match with Nigel McGuinness in Philadelphia that I saw. And I'll never forget, I'm in the bleachers with my friends, and we're losing our damn minds because they, they took a guy who was kind of relatively unknown. Um, he was still new to Ring of Honor. And by the end of the night, he was a name. He, he, everyone knew who he was. And I was just amazed at, like, 
just how just awesome the talent was and, and the stuff they, they were capable of. And I'll, I'll never forget that match. And then I think another one I really, really fell in love with was Brian Danielson versus uh, Takeshi Morishima uh, in Manhattan. So it's the famous one where Daniel Bryan broke his, I think, his orbital bone. This was eye socket was shot during the match. And it was just like the, the fact that he was able to keep up and, and have such a brutal match. That was inspiring. And I was like, damn, like, I want to do this one day. Like, I want to be down there with these guys. And <laughs> here we are. You know what's crazy? As you were talking about those matches, none of those are WWE matches. No, no, no none of those <laughs> are the mainstream type matches. So that kind of makes me believe that you are a pure wrestling purist, as I like to call them who is more into it for the sport of it instead of the entertainment part of it. Is that correct? Here and there, I think uh, I, I, I do kind of side with the sports stuff because I think that's like what I'm, I'm better at. Um, but I mean, obviously I was a huge WWE fan as a kid and I really got, I really, really got into TNA. Uh, so back in like the mid two thousands, I was a huge TNA fan. So like um, I kind of saw what TNA was doing. I, I remember the first time I turned it on and I saw like the sports ticker, and I saw the athleticism, the guys in the X division, and I was like, "Holy! Like, what is this? Like, I I never really watched the um, WCW cruiserweights. Uh, I I missed all that. I was too, still too young. So for me, when I saw the X division guys, I was like, my mind was blown by the stuff they were doing. And a lot of those guys would work for Ring of Honor at the same time. So I kind of gra- started gravitating towards those guys. I, I still watched WWE at the time, but I think that the style at TNA. And that Ring of Honor were presenting at the time, that was it was just totally up my alley. I fell in love with that. So one I like to I like to always ask the the talent we have is when you got into actually starting to train and starting to do that, um, what was the response from your friends and family when you were starting out? Uh, they thought I was a little nuts. Like, <laughs> They look at me kind of funny, and they didn't—they didn't think I was serious. Um, and it's funny because you'd think traveling all over the place and having these performances in front of hundreds of people—people, people, you know, your friends and family would start understanding that this is a real thing you want to do. It—it it almost took me like—I—I I, I like to say this. I feel like I didn't convince my dad that this is what I want to do until he saw me wrestle in Madison Square Garden. I'm like, why did it take you that long? <laughs> but I feel like to him it was just like proof. Oh this is real. Like, this is, this is a real thing. You know, he had seen me do some, you know, a lot of independent stuff, but I don't think he had ever seen me wrestle at ring of honor live. So when he saw Madison square garden, that's a place that, you know, him and I have both gone to, to see basketball back in the day. And I've been there to see wrestling for him to see me wrestling in the Mecca. I, I kind of finally hammered it home and like proved to him, like, this is what I want to do with my life. Because until that point, I think they just thought it was a hobby. I'm like, this is not a hobby. Not a hobby. Sorry sorry to bust, uh, burst your bubble, but this is what I want to do with my life. Is that one of the highlights of your career so far, wrestling at MSG? Yeah, definitely. That's up there. Probably like top three moments. Well, go ahead. Now you got to say the other two. What are the other two? Uh, okay, so definitely touring in Germany with uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling. That was insane because I was actually born in Germany. But I left, I left when I was a kid because uh, my father served in the military. He was in the Army, in the U.S. military. So we were, he was stationed over there. I was born in Germany. Uh, I don't remember any of it because we left when I was a baby. So for me to go back 
as an adult and stay there for two straight months and experience a culture and get to tour the whole country and wrestle was just unbelievable. And I can't wait to go back. And then probably, oh man, <sighs> gotta be wrestling in the, in the uh, arena in Philadelphia. That's a, that's a huge one. You know, I, I had gone there a lot of times for, for TV tapings back in the day. I actually saw like Ric Flair there at, when he had a little stint in Ring of Honor. And I saw just countless, countless shows there and, and pay-per-views and stuff. So getting to wrestle there and even having that match with War Machine where we actually beat them and sent them on their way to some other place, <laughs> a place called WWE. So we, I think we were their last match on the independence where they, they uh, went to WWE. So that was another huge, huge moment in my career. So talk about being able to wrestle some of the biggest talent ever. Is there anybody out there right now that you're dying to work with? Uh, some that could be like the greatest match you think you'll ever have or just people that you look up to? Man, uh, you know, we have a lot of ties to New Japan. And I see a lot of guys that I would love to work with one day. Um Guys like, you know, like Will Ospreay and, and uh, oh, man, so many. Uh, Rocky Romero is actually a guy I've never gotten to wrestle him. I would love to go there, maybe wrestle him in, in, in Japan. Um, Hiromu, uh, he's another one. Uh, and then over at the AEW side of things, I, I know a lot of the guys there, but there's some of them I've never wrestled. Uh, guys like, you know, Ricky Starks and uh, MJF. We've, you know, we've crossed paths, but we never got to wrestle. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's just so much talent out there right now. It's ridiculous. So, you know, between MLW, New Japan, AEW, ROH, WWE, there's just countless guys out there that I think I could have great matches with. I always love whenever Tom asks that question because every single talent we have on here never says the marquee names in professional wrestling. They always hit on the hardworking you know, wrestling purist type people, and mm -hmm. you're you're no different. Your your dream matches yeah. are those hardworking people who benefit your yeah. style. And I mean, you could easily have said oh, Seth Rollins, you, you know. And yeah, of course, of course. But you know, I always like it. I, I feel like that is the talent supporting the other talent. Yeah, and I think you know, I like to when I'm setting goals for myself kind of slow and steady you know who knows maybe one day i'm wrestling one of those guys in wwe we don't know that we don't know yet but um i love to just kind of envision what it, what it would be like to wrestle some of these guys and uh, especially the places that are a little bit more um what do i want to say uh uh <laughs> realistic at the moment right now at this at this current time while i'm a free agent you know i can't just say i want to wrestle uh roman reigns right now <laughs> because like, that's not possible at this moment but um, you never know. I could pop up who knows where. But yeah, you, 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 you may could. I mean, you, yeah. you never know the, the way that the business is going right now. Uh, you know, especially we, we talk about the AEW WWE wars a lot. Yeah. And them two kind of going at war with each other right now, even though it's still not kind of level yet. Yeah, it is doing a lot of favors for a lot of independent talent right now because people are starting to get signed to NXT and they're getting brought into AEW Dark and Ring of Honor starting to pick up some steam yeah. and pick up some more people as well. So it's all beneficial to you guys. 
Yeah, it's so cool to watch on Tuesday nights. Uh, I love to support all my friends and even other companies. I'm not, I'm not like anti any other, you know, other companies. So I love to watch Dark, and I get to see a lot of my friends perform on there. It's every week, you know. I'm I'm seeing guys that I wrestle with or train with, and they're over there doing their thing, or if they're here at ROH, you know, working their way up from the bottom. Uh, it's just an awesome thing to see. There's so many opportunities out there right now, way more than probably when I first started watching wrestling at that time, it was just really one big fish. And um, now there's just a lot more options and a lot more opportunities. So are you able to follow the main products? Oh yeah. Yeah. For the most part, I'm definitely following everything. I try to watch as much wrestling as possible. You know, I'm affiliated with WrestlePro and our owner is Pat Buck who works for WWE and love to check out the stuff that he's doing over there and helping, you know, all the talent that he's helping out over there on raw. Um, so we're all, I'm always watching and studying, um, nothing, I'm, I'm not above anything. So I, I love to just watch it all. Okay. So let's get your pick right here. You're going to be yeah, the first town that we've had to do this. Pick okay. the male and female winners of the Royal Rumble for this year. Who do you think it's going to be? Ooh, okay. Um, huh. All right. I'm going to say going into, sorry, going to mania, Roman will be champ. He's in defend. Um, he will be wrestling. Oh man, you know I. I would love to see Ali. Is Ali entering? I assume he will be. I, I think that would be a cool dark horse pick. He's my dark horse pick for for the men. We're um, giving him a lot of mic time right now on like talking smack, yeah. you know, talking about stuff. So it's a good possibility, maybe. That's a, that's a real way to get retribution right there. If they, <laughs> I would love to see that just because it's just, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone would think of that. And then the women, oh man, there's so many talented women out there right now. Oof. Ooh, who do I feel like should get it? Um, oh man. I want Io Shirai to win if she's in it. She is a badass. She's oh, yeah. probably my favorite right now. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I always think it's funny because they do the, uh, I declare that I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, and like, can everybody do that? Or is it, do you have to be at a certain level to say that? Why isn't everybody coming out there and saying that? Yeah, um, I was so sad when I saw Drew Gulak lose was last week. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, he actually declared, and then they told him he, he just can't declare like that. He has to – he was like, well, AJ just declared. And they are like, well, yeah. it's AJ. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk a little bit about pop culture real quick. We always try to dive in with some questions yep. with some talent before we let them go. What's your favorite TV show that you are currently watching? Ooh, okay. Um that I'm currently watching. Um, I'm watching a lot of weird, dark stuff right now. Uh, I started watching this show called Church Party, which is interesting on HBO Max. Very like dark comedy. That's kind of cool. Um, let's see. What else is out there? Obviously, The Mandalorian. Like That, that was just fantastic. And I kind of want to rewatch both seasons and binge on that again. Been watching obviously the um, first steps of WandaVision, very cool. That came out on Friday. Can't wait for that stuff. Like I, I you know, I'm a huge comic book fan, so super pumped for that. And Hawkeye and and uh, 
Winter Soldier and Falcon, all that stuff. So that's definitely on my radar. And then I don't, you know, I got a weird, uh, cheesy, guilty pleasure. I love, the, I love the Sabrina TV show uh, on Netflix. This is, it, I grew up with the old Sabrina TV show, you know, as a kid, and I, I, I like the new darker take uh, on the character. So that, that's kind of cool. Did, did Gabby get you into this with with her Harry Potter no. obsession? She actually doesn't like that show at all. <laughs> and My wife you know, actually watches that one. I, I haven't seen it, so. I don't know. It's something about it that's kind of cool. Um, it's funny. And then speaking of Harry Potter, Gabby hates the fact that I haven't watched any of them past the first one. I saw the first one when I was like 12, and that was it. I haven't seen any other ones. Yeah, when we, when we had her on, I told her then I had never seen any of them. Tom Watt had watched them all, and he said that they were all too, way too long. And yeah, so I, like, yeah, I, I tell her all the time. I tell her all the time. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll binge it. We'll do a marathon one day, and I never ever do it. I just always avoid it. <laughs> I you like should... watching like darker superhero stuff. Like oh, I don't know. I, one day I'll watch it. One day. Do you like things like like documentaries in any way? Because you mentioned HBO Max, and I just finished watching A Cult of Cults, The Heaven's Gate. No, I haven't seen that yet. The Suicide Pact from 1997. Oh, interesting. I got to check that out. I'm actually oh. watching right now before I got on this call. I was watching uh, Murder, on, Murder on Middle Beach. So, ooh. You're going to be disappointed in that, though. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Well, I, love- I, I, I did finish that one a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, really? Yeah. So yeah. I'm watching that now. Um, yeah, I like to switch it up. I like between comic book stuff and like kind of darker mystery stuff. So. Uh, I'm dying. For, I'm dying for Black Mirror. I need some more Black Mirror in my life. You guys watch that? Never seen that. I'm- Go watch that. It's like Twilight Zone, totally turned up with technology. It's messed up. I get stuck watching one thing, and I don't, that's all I watch. He yeah. got me Justified show that I'd never watched. Oh yeah, I put the fifth season in like two, three weeks. Nice. Just that's with Timothy Oliphant, right? That's yeah. uh, that's the man right there. I gotta watch that show. FX always puts out good stuff. Absolutely. That's another well, G. Before we let you go, tell yep. everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, if you've got any merchandise to plug or anything of that nature. Yep. Cool. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all the same handle at Leon San Giovanni. Search LSG, the Ace of Space. You will find me. Catch ROH every Monday night. Uh, if you got the Honor Club, you can watch it on the ROH website, uh, Fight TV, lots of places to watch it. Check that out. I have a pretty awesome match just coming up that we've taped previously that will be airing in the next you know few weeks. Um, awesome stuff. Keep supporting the product. Watch ROH. Join the watch-alongs on Monday nights, 7 p.m. We have a great time with the fans. And uh, also look out for Russell Pro Alaska, uh, the company I work for. We're doing another tour in April. We're doing five events in 10 days all over the state of Alaska, which is unheard of and it's never been done before. We've got some crazy matches scheduled for that. I think the first ever Singapore cane match in Alaska history is happening uh, that I'm a part of. So definitely check that out on the Russell Pro Alaska Facebook page. All the events will be streaming live for free. Did you say that was in April? April, yep. 
Well, I want to get you back on right after that tour then, because that's very oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, that'll be something well, that... We should, we should do one while I'm in Alaska with some of the guys. We, we can get a little group one. <laughs> let's let's do it. Absolutely. That sounds that sounds crazy. With us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, best of luck to you, definitely in ROH. Uh, hopefully next time we talk to you, you're the next television champion. I hope so. Hope, I'll be out here with the belt. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. For everybody out there, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on TikTok, all of our social media platforms as well. Uh, thank you guys. We will be back next week. We have two shows next week scheduled. Uh, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, thank you guys. Make sure you're staying safe and have a good night.